This is To The Max Podcast, sponsored by Ignite. To The Max is designed for those of you who desire to become a higher expression of yourself. You will learn, laugh, and listen to information that will stretch you from center to circumference. I am your host, Dario Melton. Everything in creation has been designed to grow to its fullest potential. God is in the business of maximizing. You are the highest expression of his creation. It's time for you to go to the max. There is greatness inside of you. To walk with God is to walk with the maximizer. Every step on the journey, the maximizer is making you greater and stronger. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can imagine according to the power that is at work in you. God is in the business of taking you to the max. Well, good morning. This is To The Max, brought to you by Ignite. I'm your host, Dario Melton. Brothers and sisters, today you have the opportunity to become what you've never been before, for you to do what you've never done before, for you to go where you've never gone before. Square your shoulders, lift your head, and lift your eyes into the hills for where your help is coming. And know that today, yesterday, you have the opportunity to become a higher expression of yourself. Again, good morning. I hope this morning that you got up and that you are excited about the day that God has given you. If you're not excited about it, I'm excited about it for you. I know that God is up to something in your life. And I want to challenge you today to be very conscious and very aware of how God is operating and orchestrating the symphony, yes, of your life. That your life is like a symphony. That God knows what instrument to play, what sound to play, what note to play at what time. That, that there is such a symphony of life. And so this morning, I, I want to talk with you from, from the ideal, from the thought. Listen to me. It hurts, but it helps. Let that sink into your spirit. Let that marinate into your heart. It hurts, but it helps. At the same time, on one side of the corn, it hurts. But on the other side, it helps. And I say that in light of those of you who are dreamers. Everyone may not be able to identify with our thought this morning. But for those of you who have dreams about life, those who know that God has more for you than where you are right now, I want to say to you specifically that I'm talking to you. That it's not an accident or incident that you stumbled upon this podcast, but this message is designed for you. This message have you in mind that you may have think you've brought yourself here today, but God in his infamous wisdom navigated your steps for you to hear these words today. That it hurts, but it helps. And this is in the light of those who are dreamers. And so many of us who have dared to dream the dreams that we dream, we can identify or our story parallels 
with that of Joseph. That Joseph was a dreamer. And the Bible says because he was a dreamer, he experienced different things that was opposing what he was. It's important that we understand that Joseph was his son's or he was his father's favorite son. And at first, at first glance, many would argue it was the coat of many colors that made his brothers dislike him. It wasn't what was on Joseph. It was what was in him. Well, let me pause right there for the dreamers um, today. That, that, that oftentimes, your greatest opposition is not based off what is external. You are attacked because what people see with their natural eyes, because they can't see your spirit. And they assume that what they see in the natural is you. But the real you is what is internal, that they attacked him because of what they thought he had, uh, but what they really was attacking was what, what he was. What was Joseph? Joseph was a dreamer. And as a dreamer, you will have opposition. Let's, that, let's set that straight right here from the beginning, that you will have opposition because you are a dreamer. There is no dreamer who have faced this or have, have lived on this earth who has not had opposition. And the Bible declares um, in Joseph's story, and I, I won't, I won't, I'm not here to preach at you or to preach to you, but I want to use scripture as our foundation always. Everything begins with God to use it as a foundation to understand it hurts, but it helps. The Bible declares in Genesis chapter 37, uh, verse 18, it says, and when they saw him afar off, who is him? Joseph. Even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. Who, who is the they? They, his brothers, his family, those who shared the same blood, those who ate in the same house, those who slept in the same quarters. Uh, when they saw their brother coming, they conspired against him to slay him. It's important that I, 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 I stop um, right there. The Bible did not say they plotted to kill him. They plotted to slay him. The, the next verse said they plotted to slay him, and they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer comes. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit, and we will say some evil beast have devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. Notice the key word. They wanted to slay him. To slay him. That's how the enemy operates. The enemy tried to slay your dreams. Notice the whole thing is about the dream. Uh, or, or him being a dreamer. The enemy tried to slay our dreams. Here it is. By slaying, are you ready for this? Or by killing our credibility. So that when you speak about your dreams, oh God, 
when you start talking about where God is taking you and where you see God moving you, when you start uttering the things that you are sensing in your spirit and God is revealing to you in your spirit, the enemy wants to discredit you. Why? So your dreams will sound silly. One of the first things the enemy does when when there is a dreamer in the room, and I know I'm talking to dreamers today, he goes after your credibility. So, because if he can destroy your cre credibility, here it is, uh, the Satan knows, then uh, it will be difficult for people to hear what you are dreaming. And, and so, the enemy wants to take your credit away from you. He, he wants you not to be trustworthy. If he can get people to doubt who you are, they will attack what your dream is. And so the enemy operates in such a way to destroy our credit report. And so they really didn't want to kill him. They wanted to discredit who he was. How do I know that? The Bible says they threw him in a pit. They threw him in the pit and having thrown him inside of a pit, they put him in a deep and miserable and dark place. And that's where many of dreamers find themselves. They're in a deep and lonely place when they're, when Satan has tried to destroy their credibility because people tell you you're crazy for believing that you can do what you're trying to do. They tell you you're crazy for believing that you can have more. They tell you it's impossible for it to happen. And I want to scream this from the depths of my spirit. I don't care what they said can happen. Because God has given you the dream, God has given you the unction, he has given you the capacity to go after the things that he has placed in your heart, it doesn't matter what they are saying. You may be in the dark situation, you may be in the pit at this moment, you may be at one of the most glooming moments of your life, but I want to say to you as you listen to my voice this morning, that you are not the only person who's been in a pit. The pit is full of dreamers. As a matter of fact, if you are a dreamer, you will experience lonely seasons. I just want to talk to you this morning. You will experience seasons where it seems like what you believe God was showing you, it seems like it won't happen because you're in a dark and lonely and miserable place. And so the pit is not just a physical place. It is a psychological place where the devil tries to get into your mind and try to not only, he's already tried to discredit your character and try to discredit who you were, but now he's operating on you in your mind. So psychologically, the devil tried to steal away your dreams. I hope you're listening. He's trying to take away your faith for you to believe that what you have been dreaming could come to pass. And so you, you begin to doubt whether or not God was talking to you, whether or not God was speaking to you. I want to serve notice this morning to you that regardless of how dark and lonely it is, it is a part of the process of being a dreamer. You can't have a lot of people around you initially if you're going to be a dreamer. Because if they get into your spirit, they will talk you out of what God is saying to you and what God is showing you. 
And so Joseph is inside of this dark and gloomy place. And he's in this place, but he's not in the place by himself because in the pit, God was with him. That's what I love so much about the Joseph story. And I love so much about your life that wherever you are right now in your moment in your life, I need you to believe. I need you to understand that God is in there with you. You're never by yourself. You may not have people around you, but you're not by yourself. You may can't feel nothing, but you're not by yourself. You need to understand that when you're in that dark place, God allowed you to be in that dark place because the people who heard your dream at first, they weren't ready to handle what God was bringing to the table. You, you need to hear that this, this morning. The reason why you initially you couldn't be accepted it's because they could not handle, they were not mature enough uh, to handle the greatness that God had placed in your life. You got to stop selling yourself short because people are, don't accept you, because people don't approve of you, because people don't embrace you. You have to understand sometimes uh, the place where people are in their lives, they're not mature enough to handle, here it is, uh, what God has placed in your life. Your dreams are too big. And the reason your dreams are, or the reason why they're having problems with your dream, usually people who attack dreamers, here it is, uh, they can't dream for themselves. Because if you got a, a big dream, you don't have time focusing on other people's dreams. You have to stay focused on what God is showing you, that the dream that God has for your life uh, is going to take all of that and more to make sure you stay focused and don't allow the enemy to discredit your dreams and discredit your character. Here it is. And number two, to get into your head psychologically. What Joseph's story teaches us, and, it, and, and I hope it teaches you, is that you can't share your dreams with everybody. Let me say that again. You cannot share your dreams <clears throat> with everybody. I know you want them to be blessed. I know you want them to be excited about what God is doing, but you can't share your dreams with everybody. You can't share with everybody because everybody is, they're not mature enough. Here it is. They're not spiritual enough to be able to handle the magnitude of what God is showing you. And God has been speaking to some of you for some, some time. God has been telling you what you ought to be doing and where you ought to be heading. But you've allowed people who try to destroy your credibility to stop you from doing what God has placed in your spirit. You've allowed the enemy to get in your head psychologically to stop you from moving ahead. And I want to say this to you. If God gave you that dream, I don't care how many years ago it was. I don't care how many months ago it was. I don't care how long ago it was. I want to say to you, if God gave you the dream, the dream is still alive. Joseph is in the pit and he's a dreamer. And what I love about it, although he's in the pit, it did nothing to his dream. You need to hear that this morning. Although you may be in a secluded and lonely and isolated and cold and dark and dingy and damp place, 
It says nothing about your dream. You may not have everything you want right now. You may not be at the place you want to be, but that does not discredit your dream. I, I want someone this morning to get up and go out throughout the day and understand that whatever dream you have, God is going to make it come to pass. Why? Because he gave it to you. And he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he shall repent. If God said it, God would make it good. And so, so Joseph's brothers, um, they, 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 they plotted to slay him. They plotted to destroy him, and they put him in the pit to see what will happen to his dreams. The Bible declares that some travelers came by, and they decided to sell their brothers into slavery. It's important that we pause there because um, people who are intimidated by dreamers have the tendency to sell you out. And the only person who can sell you out are people who was once close to you. And that's why you have to be careful who you share your dreams with. Because everybody who you share your dreams with, they don't want to see it come to pass. Because if it comes to pass, it will expose who they are. Oh, God, I'm praying that in this season in your life, um, that God expose everybody around you who don't want your best interest. I I'm praying that this season in your life, that God make you consciously aware of those who are not for you. Because you need to understand uh, that who's with you and who is not with you. And that's why you can't talk to everybody everybody no I know you won't ever you think everybody will be excited about your future but everybody is not excited about your future and so they sold him over into slavery thinking that that would stop the dream and I want to talk to a few of you who have been stabbed in the back I want to talk to the few of you those who was close to you who you thought who had your back and who was rolling with you but they only sold you out here it is to the highest builder oh they, they try to see how much they can get huh, for selling you out. I want to say this, this to you. They may have come against who you are, but they can't stop about stop who you are on the inside. On the outside, yes, they may have scandalized. They may have turned against you, huh, but that does not discredit what God has placed inside of you. Because I know as I talk to you this morning, I feel you, that there is greatness, oh God, inside of you. Because there's greatness inside of you. You can't stop where you are. I love what the Bible says. And then when he was in slavery, the Lord was with him. When Joseph was in Potiphar's house, the Lord was with him. When he was in prison, the Lord was with him. What is so amazing is... He talked about his dreams 13 years prior to him, the dreams of others. And God finally placed him around some people who had the capacity to dream. He was in a prison. He was in a secluded place. And, and if you're in Egypt prisons, you're in Egypt prisons to die. He's in the place that should have, he should have succumbed to the, the conditions of the place. 
but the dream would not allow him to die. And there was dreamers in the cell with him. And God always would send people around you. Here it is. Uh, regardless of how dire the situation is, regardless of, of how gloomy the situation is, regardless of how lonely you may be, God will always send people around you to remind you of what he placed inside of you. So he's in the prison and he's surrounded by two other dreamers. He's surrounded by two other dreamers and the dreamers. And again, I'm not going to go through the whole story. I'm just saying context for our conversation. The dreamers dream a dream and Joseph interpret the dream. And what happens um, to the interpretation, his interpretations are fulfilled. Why is that important? Now, God was showing to Joseph that what happened in other people's dreams, how it came to pass. Here it is. And Joseph, I'm trying to say to you what happened in your dreams. It is about to come to pass. I want to say that to somebody this morning. What you have been dreaming of, you're that close to it. You're closer than you are yesterday. You're closer than you were a week ago. You are that close to God making this thing come to pass. And Joseph ends up at as the governor because Potiphar, excuse me, Pharaoh has a dream. Anytime you have a dream, there's always opposition. There's always things that hurt you and there's always things that help you. He dreams of seven famine years and he dreams of seven plentiful years. And he places Joseph over Egypt as governor. I say all of that this morning to say this to you. Yeah, I went through all of that to say this to you, those who hurt him shows up in Egypt, hungry, in need, longing to survive the famine. And then realized the person they had hurt was the only person who could help. I want I want to help you. I want I want to help you this morning. Uh, you can't you can't get upset with what they meant for evil. It was necessary what they did to you to get you to where you are with your dream. God knew it was going to take all of that to get you to the place that you had to be. So you had to experience them trying to discredit you and try to slay your character. So you would have no credit report, no credit with the people. Yes, that God knew it was necessary because when you had no credit with the people, it was necessary for you to experience a season in isolation. Yes, yes. God allowed you to have a season of isolation. So why? Because in that isolation, God was still saying to you, I'm with you in the pit. Um, and, and Potiphar's house, um, in the prison, I'm still with you. God allowed you to experience being sold out, being turned, your, your back turned on, or people turning their backs on you. God knew it was necessary that you went through those experiences. I feel Jesus, because uh, God said where he is taking you to, uh, it is only preparing you to be able to handle uh, what the position that he's trying to put you in my God, that it was necessary that you experience those seasons in your life when you were in prison in a dark place. And it seems like everybody had forgotten about you. And the only people who were surrounded by you was people who was found guilty for another crime. <clears throat> but God is saying to us in the text, huh, all of that, 
Yes, all of that was necessary. Here it is uh, to get you to the place you ought to be inside of the palace. Uh, it hurt you. Yes, all those things hurt you. It was not. It did not feel good. It was not comfortable being in those positions. Uh, but it was necessary for you to be able to help other people. Mm. It hurt you, but it helped them. I want to talk to you this morning. It hurt you, but it helped them. Those who didn't believe in your dreams are the ones who will participate in your dreams. God has a way of preparing a table before you in the presence of those who meant you harm. God has a way in his infamous wisdom to take every seed that they meant for evil and to turn it around and make it work together for good. I want to say to you today, do not discount every experience that you've been having. Those experiences are necessary to get you to where you need to go. Don't, don't discount it. Don't discount it. Um, I, I tell you, um, when you understand what God is up to in your life, you will never discount the things that you have experienced into this moment. I want to briefly say to you this morning, it hurts, but it helps at the same time. And I want you to keep dreaming. I want you to learn these words that I penned years ago and this is the first moment I've ever shared it with anybody but I want to share it with you say I am a dreamer I know all things are possible for me because I'm a dreamer and because I'm a dreamer mediocrity is my enemy average is beneath me I would not just get by I would get over it, under it, around it, if I have to, through it. There's greatness inside of me. I would never settle. I only expect the best. Mediocrity is intimidated by my dreams. Only a few would even dare to dream the dreams I dream, to think the thoughts I think, and to envision the visions I see. I am a dreamer. My dreams provoke isolation, but that only serves for my preparation so that I can experience exaltation. I'm a dreamer. Fear can't hold me. The grave won't rob my greatness. I am a dreamer. I don't play it safe. I live life on the edge. I'm a dreamer. Therefore, I will only surround myself around other great dreamers. I choose not only to be successful, but also choose to be significant. I'm a dreamer. I dream big dreams. I believe in amazing wonders. I believe in amazing wonders. Reality cannot stand before me because I'm a dreamer and I believe in my dreams. I believe in my God-given purpose. I am a dreamer. I believe in my dreams. I believe in me. My attitude will always be is possible. It's possible to live my dreams. I will not die with my dreams inside of me. 
only when my dreams have been revealed through me, I am a dreamer. Yes, it hurts, but it helps. And because we are dreamers, nothing can stand before us. Brothers and sisters, have an awesome day, and I'll see you next time, or I'll talk to you next time. And remember that I love you to life. Thank you for listening to the Max Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Ignite. Be sure to visit ignite.club. That's I-G-N-Y-T-E dot C-L-U-B to join the conversation and access additional content that will take you to the max.